All right, and good afternoon. Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic Live Behind the Scenes. And today I have Joe with us. He's a special guest. He's an author of a book, and I want him to go ahead and dive in and introduce himself and just tell you all a little bit about who he is and what he does. Hey, yeah, thank you so much for having me, Maria. It's good to be here. Uh, my name is Joe Stolte, and uh, I am the CEO and founder of a company called The Tractionology Group, and we really help service-based businesses, so coaches, consultants, online course creators, even agents, and uh, you know people that are kind of in what I call the, the human helper business. Like If you're in the business of helping human beings get from where they are to where they want to be and you don't have a physical product, that's kind of who we're called to serve, and we specifically help with marketing and sales. And, uh, you know, very specifically, we help you get more and better clients through a 90 day one on one accelerator program uh, that we've put together and seen just amazing results over the last two years, even during the pandemic uh, with service based businesses all over the world. Absolutely. And I, I really like the, the human to human aspect of it. I know that's one thing that a lot of businesses are starting to figure out that, you know, their clients, their customers, they want real people, right? They want yeah. people that have a personality that, you know, they want to know who you are. They want the real, raw and authentic side of you. And, you know, they don't care as much about the logo. Logos are great. Logos are pretty, but they want to know who you are and who they're doing business with. So I think that's perfect. So how did you get started doing that? Yeah, I had a pretty long career as an entrepreneur, but even before I was an entrepreneur, um, I actually started in corporate America. So I used to work at Microsoft once upon a time. And, okay. uh, you know, this was like 13 years ago or so. And uh, I, I always I was having a good time there. The job was challenging and it was good work. But, you know, like most entrepreneurs, like I knew that I was called to do something bigger to help more people and to go pursue my own adventure, if you will. And, uh, you know, I left. Microsoft, um, like I said, maybe 13 years ago at this point. And my wife and I, we moved to Venice Beach, California, and uh, I started a software company helping you know big musicians in the music industry uh, raise money for their favorite charities. And I kind of spent the last eight or nine years in the Silicon Valley sort of venture back software world, um, helping scale businesses. And we were fortunate enough to have a ton of success there. You know, we've scaled two businesses to the nine figure level. One of them went public recently and another one uh, is really just scaling off the rails. Uh, but somewhere along that path, I said, you know what? Uh, I started observing like in the tech world, there's kind of a formula to grow your company and to scale your company. And when I started looking over into the service-based business world, I started noticing that a lot of these known methods for growing your company were just, just missing altogether. And uh, like, like it seemed like both sides were missing a little bit of the puzzle. And so, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we decided to launch the Tractionology Group to really fill that hole in the market, if you will, and really bring some of these proven methods for scaling, uh, especially on the sales and marketing side into the service-based business world. Well, and I know for my experience, I have no experience in the, in the uh, tech world as far as that goes, yeah. as far as like Microsoft or anything like that. But I know for businesses like I worked with, I think that there is a still a gap. I think there's a gap with a lot of businesses who are not sure on what steps to take to get them to that next level. A lot, especially small businesses, they almost get stuck in this, this growth zone. Do you tend to work with entrepreneurs, uh, small businesses, medium-sized businesses? I know you mentioned a couple of those. Are there certain businesses that you do not work with? 
Yeah. So we work with owner operated business owners that are typically somewhere between, you know, 30 to 70 K in a month in sales okay. that really want to get into like that hundred thousand dollars all the way up to the $500,000 a month in sales range. And, uh, you know, we, we don't work with physical product businesses. So like yeah. if you're an e-commerce or you sell widgets and physical products and things like that, like that's not really our world. Um, we do have a couple of like SaaS, so software as a service okay. companies because there's a big service part attached to it, but it's really about service providers. You know, it's like the people that you sell an intangible thing, you know, you, there is no widget to sell. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, what I found is, especially in communicating what it is that you do in the marketplace, there's a real deficiency there, meaning, you know, a lot of service-based businesses just aren't very good at describing what they do or they struggle to communicate that in a way that resonates with their target market, with their ideal target clients and resonates in a way where those clients are like, yeah, I want to work with you. Like, Absolutely. I want to raise my hand to have a conversation with you to see if this is right for both of us. Uh, instead, what I find is a lot of uh, a lot of folks, you know, it's like if you went to a dinner party and you said, well, what do you do? You get like a five or seven minute description and you still don't exactly know what it is that they do. And it kind of dances around it and it's a little bit difficult to explain. So one of the first things that we do is really help people get clear on who is your ideal target client? Like who is the specific group of people or people that you're called to serve? And then how how can you very quickly put together a message uh, that speaks directly to them, but that, you know, in 30 seconds can be like, this is exactly what I do. So that's the beginning of what we do. And so that's, that's kind of who we work with. It's like, you know, sometimes you've been in business two, three, four, five, six, in some cases, 10 years, and you've been making okay money. And then something like the pandemic comes along and the whole world has changed. And it now really matters who you're talking to. Because what I've found is that when you're talking to everybody, you're secretly talking to nobody, especially in today's marketplace, right? And so when the pandemic comes along, uh, what I've found is a lot of these small service-based businesses, I don't want to use the word small, but the, like the ones that are still growing, yeah. you know, they're, they're really struggling to change their communications and they're really struggling to have to talk to the market in a way that continues to get them interested in the, in selling more of their services. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head with, with just talking about the target market. I think for a lot of business owners, especially if you're in that early years, you, you're, you're probably not super clear on who your ideal client is. And I think a lot of business owners falsely assume that if they niche down to a specific target, that they're not going to get people outside of that. And I, I fell into that early on in my own business. I was like, well, I want anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to help all the people because I'll be honest at that moment, I needed money. I had spent money starting my business and I just needed to sell anybody something that i could do you know but the funny thing was is you know for me myself is when i finally did niche down i was still getting people outside of that actually more people outside of that because i was confident in the fact that i knew who my people were and you know people outside of that scope could kind of fill in the blanks and if i could help you know person a i could also help them do you tend yeah. to find that that's the case with people is that they're especially if they're in the early years like you mentioned the 100k mark and that's a hard even in a year for an early business breaking through that 100k a year mark is like the first hurdle and then yeah. obviously there's lots of hurdles after that, but you know, that's the first hurdle I can remember breaking that I was like, I didn't think I was ever going to break at first, you know? Yeah. And it's funny that, you know, a lot of business owners, it's, 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 it's like, you can, 
you can, it's almost like your growth of a child, you know, you can go from like baby to toddler to child. It's almost like you can see that in the business arena too. Do you tend to find that a lot of people early on are very hesitant in niching down to an ideal target market for that same reason? A hundred percent. It is, you know, it's funny. Um, most success in business, it's like not obvious and counterintuitive, right? Which is why you haven't discovered it yet on your own. Yeah. And so that, that's one of those things, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the idea of food, you know, it's, it's counterintuitive that the greasy fat cheeseburger with bacon is going to, you know, it's to taste so good. But as soon as I eat it, it's going to make me feel like crap. You know, yeah. it's counterintuitive that eating like, you know, like whatever, like a kale smoothie or something that tastes way worse is actually better for me. It's kind of the same thing in your business where you want to go out and talk to as many people as possible because you, you feel like, oh, well, I can help. Uh, this person and I can help that person and I can, and I, you know, one time I've helped them. But what I've found is the more specific that you get, the better. And so a lot of business owners that we work with, they have the same exact reaction. You know, it's like, wait, 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 like you're telling me that I actually need to talk to fewer people. And when we say yes, and what I've found is the key to, the key to scale is simplifying and focusing. So yes. it's not just talking to less or the right people, right? Uh, instead of talking to everybody, it's offering less stuff. Have one really, really good offer. You know, we work with a lot of like coaches and consultants and they've got like, you know, they do coaching and consulting and they have an online course and they have this and they have that and they have all these things. And what they've done is like, they ha let's say you have a hundred energy units to expend on any given day. Well, you put like one into each offer and you have like a million little offers. So you don't really make much traction. Well, if you get rid of the 99 things that don't really scale and aren't giving you money and aren't the best use of your time and don't bring you the most joy and you put all your energy into the one offer that actually is like a slam dunk for your clients that gets the best results, it's enjoyable to fulfill on um, and, and it's really easy to do. Now, all of a sudden you can make real progress. So it's not just narrowing the niche. It's actually sometimes telling uh, some of my clients like, Hey, well, most of them, you've actually got to take more things off the menu and let's just focus on the one big domino that we can push over. That's really going to get you scaling. And then if you're, if you're past, you know, the seven figure mark, well, let's add another offer. Um, yeah. and, if, and if you've got an offer that can't really get to the multiple six figure or seven figure mark, we might need to tweak your offer a bit. Um, but you can't do those things. You can't really take it to the next level if you don't simplify and focus. So it's not just the audience. It's also what you're offering. Those things go hand in hand. And for the entrepreneur, that could be super painful. Because <laughs> yeah. as the entrepreneur, you have all the ideas, you know, and I mean, that's how I was also. I still am. I have yeah. to I have to put myself on like a project budget um and this is sad that i have to do this but i know myself it's like you learn your personality my personality is i love the bright shiny new things i love that new project that just sits there glimmering and i know what i can do with it but like you mentioned before i only have so many hours of the day i do own multiple businesses i have seven children you know my life is full busy crazy yeah. and you know i end up accidentally falling off my you know, budget my wagon every once in a while and end up taking on more than what I allow myself to take on on a project. And I pay for it every single time, every single time. It's like you mentioned with the burger, you know, it's going to make you feel like crap. You're sitting there staring at it. You know, it's going to make you feel like crap. And most of the time you can say no, but every once in a while you go ahead and give in and then yeah. you pay for it afterward. Right. So 100%. it's kind of like that. It's, it's So do you find that you know, when you're working with a lot of these, these these business owners that you end up having to do a whole lot of personal, like deep development to help them figure out 
you know, why they tend to fall into these things. Cause you know, for yep. me, whenever I, I'm, I worked with a coach and it was, it was uh, quite eventful. My coach earned every penny. Let <laughs> me tell you, because it was quite eventful because I'm very opinionated on some things sometimes. And they would say things like, no, that is not why I do that. That is not why I do that. But then I sit and think, I'm like, that's why, that's why I do that. That's why I do that. You know, um, do you find that you end up having to dig in, like deep way outside of the boundaries of kind of business um, and get oh, into the deep rooted. Yeah. Cause everything is so deeply rooted. So what, what are some, I guess, what are some, I guess, tips or um, advice that you could give somebody if they've not really reached out with a coach or a consultant to be able to kind of work on some of things, but to be able to identify that maybe they do have, I guess, a problem an issue and they really need to start to, you know, address these things. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, first of all, there's a saying that us coaches like to use, which is you can't read the label from inside the bottle, which is to say that like your blind spots, are your blind spots, you're yeah. blind to them. And, you know, if you think about anybody that operates at a world-class level, you know, Olympians, athletes, really anybody, they have coaches in many cases, multiple coaches. You know, you look at like an athlete, uh, an Olympian and they've got a nutrition coach, a sports psychologist, someone to help them stretch nutritionist. Yeah like all kinds of these different coaches, because you can't, when you're really trying to play the game at a high level, you can't see what you can't see. And so I would say that everybody, everybody that doesn't have a coach that wants to play at a high level should be looking to find a world-class coach. And by world-class, it's like, even if they're two or three steps ahead of you and they can see what you can't see, they're going to be an advantage. And if they can effectively communicate that to you, then you're going to be in a good spot. And that's why I'm so excited is because there's so many people that are waking up to this, that are that are stepping into the coaching space or stepping into this understanding that they need a coach. And the space yeah. is really, really taking off. Um, but what, one of the things that I'll say is this, is it's like, you know, you're, you're only as good as you will allow yourself to be. Meaning the bottleneck for growth for most owner-operated businesses is almost always the capacity of the CEO or the founder, right? The person yeah. that's really driving the show. So your limitations on a human level, inextricably limit the business. And what I mean by that is so like a lot of times, if you've got hangups with money, for example, like a lot of people I know, and I, I myself included, were raised with this idea that, you know, money's the root of all evil and more money, more problems, and uh, money's hard to make and hard to keep. And yet we have these beliefs in our inside, but we also secretly want to be rich and free of time and, and want to be abundant in financial resources. Well, that internal conflict is, is, is like putting your foot on the gas pedal and holding your hand on the e-brake. And I just bring that up because that's a simple example that I think a lot of us can relate to. Well, these internal conflicts exist all over the place. I mean, like all over the place the, you know, how you were raised from the ages of like zero to five is really kind of the foundation of all your programming and it builds from there. Right. And mm -hmm. so some, a lot of times that programming was built to help keep us safe. It wasn't really help to help us, you know, survive, not necessarily yeah. to thrive. And so you really need to be aware, like if you want to get into the highest levels as an operator, as a business owner, that you're inevitably going to have to do self work. And what I've observed is most of my clients have the best results. I mean, we've taken people from like, you know, uh, like 50K a month, to like 500K a month in less than two years. And, uh, you know, a big part of that was the breakthrough in mindset was realizing that, hey, I've like, like got to believe in like for a lot of these folks, it was like they don't even believe in their own capacity to reach that number because that number seems big to them uh, yeah. or, or they don't have a clear vision or they don't really have a, 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 the fortitude to get up and do the work every day and they self-sabotage. So 
yes, 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 absolutely. Most of what we do is the internal work and the mindset work at a certain level of the game because a lot of the business growth stuff is mechanical. Look, it's mechanics. It's tactical. Yeah. Even even people call them strategies. They're actually just mechanics and tactics. The the work that never ends is the internal work, and we'll inevitably cross that bridge if you really want to get to the next level. We all have to. Absolutely, and I think we all end up having our hangups. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, you have your pitfalls. You have the things that you know you're going to kind of slide off the wagon a little bit here and there. And you know, for a lot of people, that's going to be a little bit different. But I know for for me. I have had people in the past say stuff like, well, why are you working with a coach? And the funny mm -hmm. thing is, is most coaches, consultants, um, they also have coaches and consultants. So, yeah. you know, I, cause, and that was one of the things I would say, well, you, you're, you're a consultant. I'm a marketing consultant. You know, that, that there's, like you mentioned, there's so many coaches, there's so many consultants that a lot of people get overwhelmed and think that there's, well, there's just too many in there. They can't be doing anything. And, but there's a lot of things to look into that on that, which number one is not everybody's going to vibe with each other. You know, it's very much a personal decision on who you're going to work with because there is so much deep rooted mindset, psychological work that also has to be done. So, you know, for do you find that a lot of people are hesitant to start to work with a coach because the the market I've always heard the market is so saturated with mm -hmm. coaches and consultants and but to me where there are I'm sure some that aren't the greatest but you know for the most part the ones that I've been in touch with the ones that I've worked with they may have a different process they may have a different approach they definitely have a different personality but those are all good things that help match them up with their right client do yeah. you find that that's a hurdle that you have to overcome when you're trying to work with somebody new? You know what? Unfortunately, no, because Good. because I'm very clearly presenting myself and our company's work as coaching. We're already calling out to people that are have an affinity to coaching. You know, I'm not really having to convince anybody that you need a coach. It's typically like they know they need a coach and they're trying to figure out the right one and the right one for them. And so what we found is that, you know, you hit it right on the head. I could teach the same exact material as an ex coach, but because it's me and how I deliver it and how I show up and my level of certainty and all of my personality, that's going to resonate more with a particular target market than the next person will. Right. And so that's, what's our unique strength as entrepreneurs and business owners is we get to pour ourselves into our work and we get to bring our human side to the work. And that's what actually helps you stand out the most in the marketplace. That's something that we really drill into everything that we teach, which is, you know, show up as you show up as you as the authentic, raw, relevant version of you to the marketplace without trying to hold up this mask of perfection or trying to make everything really great and perfect because wow. people are aware that the world is not great and perfect. You know, the most business people now are on Zoom calls and their kids are running around in the background. And this kind of mask of professionalism and perfectionism is really, really taken itself off over the last 14 to 18 months. Right. And Thank so, God. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Yeah. So we can just be ourselves and that's, what's great is like, we can show up and we can be ourselves and we can, we can do that in a way that allows us to differentiate and use that as a powerful tool, as opposed to something that we need to hide or, or keep in the closet or whatever. Um, and, and that's what I mean is like when, when I talk about uh, really getting clear on your target market, because when you get clear on your, on your niche or your, your ideal avatar or your ideal target audience, whatever you want to call it, you know, you can really start to like, one of the things that we teach is care about your market. And when you care about your market, you understand what their pains are. Okay. And when you understand somebody's pains, 
and you can communicate their pains articulately and they hear that if you can explain their pain better than they can explain it in their mind, they're automatically going to assume that you're the expert. And you can't do that if you're not talking to a core audience and you can't do that if you don't care. You can't do that if you're not authentic because the most professional quote unquote marketers from larger companies, that's not how they're communicating. Not at all. Even the biggest agencies in the world are too scared to be that authentic, but that's our power as small business owners. We can communicate powerfully and authentically and really speak into the pain that these people are experiencing in your market um, and show up for them and show them how you can help them get from where they are to where they want to be. And that's awesome. And I, I'm glad that you don't have to deal with a lot of the, the negative Nancy's when it comes to coaching. You know, I think people mean well, but I, I know I was pretty adamant about saying, oh, I'm working with this coach and, you know, she's fabulous. And I'm like, why are you working with a coach, you know, type of thing. And I'm like, because, you know, there are certain times, like you mentioned, that you need a professional, that you, you know, if I, you know, need to go to the dentist, I'm not going to try to do it myself, right? I'm going to go yeah. to the dentist. So, I mean, it's to me, it was a professional service. I needed somebody looking outside of the box because when you're so close to your own stuff, even if you know there's an issue, you know, there's a problem there, you know, there's a hole somewhere, you, it's really hard to pinpoint your own stuff. And, you know, I tell that to even even my clients, I tell that to my clients, I have people that I'm bringing in to work on my own internal stuff, even if it's something that we do, because it is yeah. really hard to do your own stuff. So, you know, to be able to get to that next level, whatever that next level means to you, you know, I always tell people that you really need to think outside of your own, you know, team and pull somebody in from the outside to kind of look for your typos. That's how I explain it to people that, that to, to, you know, whether it's coaching or consulting, I kind of explain it the same that, you know, uh, use the analogy of you ever typed up a paper and, you know, you read over and you're like, yeah, this is on point. This is amazing. And you hand it to your buddy. You're like, oh, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. There's a typo here. This is spelled wrong. You know, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, well, crap, because your, your brain knew what it was supposed to say, right? It knew what you wanted it to say, but that didn't translate to what you were showing. So, you know, bringing in that coach, that consultant helps you look for your own typist. So I think I'm honestly a believer that every single business owner out there should hire in a coach to come and look, just, just look for their typist. Start with that. Just look for anything that's not working. And yep. why that is, because it's it, your money ahead every single time to have that, you know, to have that outside resource to be able to come and do that. So, yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Could you I mean you're preaching to the preacher here, uh, <laughs> yeah. obviously. But uh, yeah, look, the biggest leaps I've ever made in my life professionally are when I've had somebody on the outside helping me out, either a mentor or or now, you know, I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on my education and my investing in myself through coaching and consulting, having other people come in and look at what I'm doing. And that's so important, especially if you have a team and you're the boss and everybody kind of CEOs you and tells you oh, yeah. one version of the truth. It's really important to have somebody come out and give you the perspective that you can't see. And even if you don't have a big team, maybe you just have a couple of staff members or whatever, we're all as humans running around playing a movie in our mind, our perception of what we believe that reality is. But at the end of the day, it's really this reality that we've created in our heads. And it doesn't matter how representative that, that movie is of actual reality, having somebody to come in and look over your shoulder in your business mechanically or even in your world to help you hold up the mirror to see what's actually there and get you out of the movie that's constantly running in your head is so powerful 
because then when you're confronted with the reality of your situation and if you have the courage to act, it's like jumping in a time machine. You know, it's like being able to see the solutions that are right in front of your face that you can't see um, in an incredibly powerful way. So whether that's relationship coaching, mindset coaching, business coaching, marketing coaching, whatever it is, a really great coach is going to help complement and confront the movie that you're playing in your head to make sure that it matches a the reality that you're in and b the reality that you're trying to create. So, you know, I, I get it. There's a lot of fly by night coaches and maybe not all of them know what they're doing. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the ones that do know what they're doing are worth their weight in gold and you should get them and never let go of them because they literally will take your career, your life uh, to the next level in record time. Absolutely. I know at first for me, it was a little bit like therapy, though. I had to first realize a lot of truths <laughs> about yeah. myself that I wasn't ready to recognize, you know, because, you know, I never had a problem making money. I never had a problem getting clients. I never, had, you know, sometimes things come easy and sometimes things are harder and it flip flops to, between the person. But I had a problem with just being happy with where I was at because I was, I, you know, you mentioned, you know, just being real and raw and, you know, really who you are. I wasn't being, you know, I was going after, you know, these, these big, large corporations, but there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're wanting, but it's not what I really wanted. I was doing so because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And anytime yeah. you're just kind of acting on a path or following a path that, somebody else has created for you, even if even if they didn't really create it. In my case, if I actually created, I just thought that I was supposed to do it for whatever reason. You know, I was just miserable. And, you know, it took my coach having to literally ask me over and over and over why I was doing it. That was a hard one to break because to me it was like, okay, well obviously these are bigger ticket. That's what we all want bigger ticket. Which sure. again, there's nothing wrong with that because that's where more money is but that wasn't where my heart was that's not what i wanted and yep. so i kept hitting this brick wall not because there wasn't there was anything that was broken that wasn't working is because my heart wasn't in it and i absolutely hated working with giant companies i did i wanted the small messy stuff and you know one day i remember her looking at me and saying listen you will never be happy this was hard. You will never be happy until you realize that it's not about chasing what you think somebody else wants for you, but it's about you taking that first hard step toward what you really want. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I could, I would compliment that and maybe even take it a step further by saying anytime in your life, your business, your body, your spirit, your relationships, when you're out of integrity, you're not going to actually be able to sustain your happiness. And, and even the, the, the most foundational pieces of integrity is making and keeping commitments. Well, if you're getting up and trying to make a commitment to yourself to go serve big companies when you secretly hate that, well, there's zero percent chance that you're going to be in integrity inside of that. So she's absolutely right. And I think the next layer down is where else in your life are you showing up out of integrity where there's, there's a constant conflict? You know, it's like, like the old analogy, like, uh, carrying around a back of backpack of bricks or something, you know, you yeah. just put that down and let's go get you serving a market where you can have integrity, where you do show up authentically yeah. inside and on the outside, because all of that stuff is going to show up in how you serve and how you market and how you sell and how you do your fulfillment. Cause if you secretly hate serving that market, it's, it's, there's no difference between that and working at a job that you don't like. So you Absolutely. might as well go, go find the people you want to be a hero to, 
solve their problems for a profit and everybody's going to be a lot happier as a result. And it's funny because I kept thinking that I couldn't afford to do it any other way. But mm. the reality of it is I actually make a bigger profit margin with what I'm doing now. And I think it's because it's what I'm meant to do. And I think that not a lot of people that, I mean, I guess it's kind of an old fashioned fairy tale philosophy that we can't follow our hopes and dreams just because, well, we're grown now and you can't, you know, follow your hopes and dreams. And, you know, honestly, excuse my language, I think it's complete bullshit because, you know, and I thought, I thought the same thing. You, you actually use a phrase I use all the time about having to wear this mask of perfection. That is what I, th I thought I had to show up as perfect everywhere all the time. I thought that I, you know, I came from corporate where we were kind of expected to do that. When I went out on my own, I copied that same bad habit in my own business, even though I didn't have to anymore. I did. I thought I had to, but I was miserable because my life is messy. And if you listen, you know, kind of back, you know, you can hear my backstory and, you know, you know, all the things, the traumas and stuff that I've gone through in my life. And I have seven children, one of them's autistic. And, you know, there's not one day that's not a little bit messy, but it took me a while to be able to appreciate that messy can also be beautiful. And, and yeah. it is. I, I love my life. You know, I wouldn't change my life. But there's not one day that's not like something, you know, my kid's calling about this or, you know, this one's having a bad day or whatever. My life is just messy. And it didn't fit with this narrative of showing up with these giant companies that want you there every second of every day. That's not where my heart was. My heart was with the people that were more like me, the people that were juggling family and, you know, motherhood and a business and still you wanted to have it all. And yeah. didn't think they could, but they can. And, you know, the only reason I'm telling you all that is just because I think it's so important for people to realize that, you know, coaching is more is more than just helping you make more money. It does help you make more money. That is about much more than that. You find the right coach that's meant for you and it can literally just open up your entire life and to not sound kind of cheesy and cliche, but make you really appreciate and and enjoy your life fully. And, and that's what it did for me. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. And, and I think there's another cliche saying that's worth mentioning based on what you just said, which is, you know, your mess is your message. And, and, and that means that all the things that you're going through, the imperfections, the crazy ups and downs, like that's actually you and the pain that you're experiencing. And when you're able to share that openly, it resonates because people are like, wow, I experienced that pain too. She really understands that. And because she understands that it's found a way through that. I want to go get closer to that because I have no idea how to get through this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see um, the evolution of, of uh, us all in the professional world coming from corporate and going this other, this new exciting world uh, where things are a lot more authentic. And we have a lot more degrees of freedom to share our, our story and to share our journey and, uh, and to really make an impact. You know, it's a, I remember working in corporate and feeling like, wow, it doesn't really matter what I do today. You know, I could literally, in some cases, would literally create a hundred million dollars of value and not see it touch a single human life. Absolutely. You know, in any case. And, but, you know, <laughs> the work that we do now is crazy because, you know, we get to go really impact people. You know, like I have a client who uh, never really came for money before in his life and was able to now send money back to his mom who lives on a pension. You know, they live in Europe uh, and, well, she lives in Ireland and he's able to, you know, was able to buy uh, you know, new teeth 
for his brother who had like a messed up smile and had confidence issues and to see his face light up when he talks about this, like that was more important than the multiple six figure sales month. And that was more important than all the business breakthroughs because that's what we're here to do is to, is to really get to this level of financial abundance so that we can contribute and have more freedom and to share that freedom. And that's really who we work with is people that resonate with these ideas. Um, but it's really cool to see the impact is all that I'm saying. And so, um, what, and, and I think that, you know, from a coaching perspective, um, the sooner you realize that you need a coach and you have the courage and confidence to get one, uh, you know, the sooner you're going to start to go on this journey with yourself and really kind of confront some of the things that are holding you back. Cause we all dream about doing these things, but you got to ask yourself, why haven't you made that happen for yourself yet? You know, what is it about it that's holding you back? And if you don't have a good answer, it's probably a good time to call a coach because they can probably help you figure it out. Absolutely. And what's that saying? This is if you want to go fast, do it alone. If you want to go far, you know, utilize your team or however the saying goes. Yeah. I'm sure that, but it's the same idea. I mean, it's so true. And, you know, I think for a, a lot of people that I've worked with, a lot of them started out very much like me where I tried to do it alone. When you come from lots of traumas, you have trust issues. You have trust issues like layers and layers and layers thick. And so when you create this brand new baby business, it's like you're afraid to have anybody do anything. I can remember doing things I was in no way qualified to even do and just kind of trying to half ass it because I was terrified to have anybody come and touch it because I'm afraid it was just going to break. You know, I'd spent so much time and money and, you know, blood, sweat and tears on it. That I was afraid to have anybody touch it. And, you know, I would bring somebody in. I remember the first time I ever delegated anything. That was yeah. one of the most terrifying times of my entire life because, you know, I was trying not to like helicopter over them because I've been helicoptered and that's not fun. But I also was afraid that they were just going to completely destroy it. And but it was really funny when I got it back. I was like, oh, OK, well, see, it's really funny when you pull somebody in that's qualified to do something you know, that they do it better than you would have. And I remember that was the first time I was like, oh, OK, so this is actually OK. And I think it's just those little tiny baby steps of giving up that that I guess that control that can be hard for a lot of people, but it's so worth it. Yeah. So worth it because you don't even realize, you know, how far you can go. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm doing not as big of a business um, as far as like their, you know, annual income comes, but I'm making more money now than I was before because I'm doing my right thing. And I would have never known what my right thing was if I had kept chasing somebody else's idea of that. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't, I guess I can't like say that enough that every single person should at least reach out and speak with a coach, just see if you resonate with them because you're not going to vibe with every single coach out there and you're not supposed to. That's why there are so many coaches out there. Yeah, hundred percent. One thing you said earlier that really uh, struck me was, you know, you said, "Hey, I started off at least in one of your businesses uh, pitching other big corporations because you wanted to go after a big ticket, um, et cetera, et cetera." And then you realized, "Hey, that's not the right move," and you you pivoted and you went in the other, in another direction. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we really focus on and help our clients with is is to understand that it's more important in the early days when you want to scale to learn than it is to earn. Meaning it's more important to take action, get feedback and figure out what's working and then change and, and iterate quickly than it is to sit around and make the perfect plan, trying, trying to get it all done. And, and then it, or to really just focus on making the money because sometimes, especially when you're selling high ticket and hundred percent of our clients are, 
are selling high ticket, you know, that, which what I would consider on the low end of high ticket would be anything from 5k all the way up to, you know, we have guys that have $250,000 offers, um, guys and girls, but you know, the, the, the point that I'm making here is like, you have to take action and you have to really be focused on like, what are you learning from this? You know, cause a lot of times, especially in the work that we do, it's around like sales and marketing. So what is the messaging that you're trying to bring to the marketplace? And how do you know if it resonates? How do you know if it converts? How do you know if it gets someone to register for the webinar and then show up for the sales call and then buy into the program? Well, you're not going to know that until you iterate it, until you, until you go in and take some action, get some feedback, make some tweaks, tweak one piece at a time until it's perfect and razor sharp. And if you do this over even a 90 day period, it is shocking how much more effective your sales and marketing becomes when you really focus on the learning piece and validating the learning before you just focus on making the money because the natural byproduct of learning everything and making the right changes is that you're going to make a lot more money and you do it with a lot less stress because you're having fun during the process. Absolutely. Now I know I kind of want to pivot a little bit um, to your book. I know you have a book. Um, I'm assuming that's it right there behind you. (laughs) There we go. So can you tell people just a little bit about what the book is about, which is pretty clear for the title, which I love clear titles. Um, But who is that book for? Yeah, absolutely. So the book is called Tractionology and the subtitle is called Want More and Better Clients. Read this book. Um, So it's for the exact people that I just spoke about earlier, which is service-based business owners that are owner-operated, that have an offer in the market that's already converting, that's getting results for their market, that actually want to scale, that want to scale all the way up to $100,000 a month or more in revenue. Uh, And they want to do that relatively quickly. Um, So we, we do that in the book. I take you through a methodology. It's basically four pillars, right? We call it the packed methodology, which is to package, attract, convert, and transform your clients. Um, So the first fourth of the book is really about uh, the mindsets and also how do you package up your message in a way that really resonates with your core audience. And we give you some really kind of hands-on frameworks to do that. Then we teach you how to sort of like scientifically deploy that message into different, what we call attraction channels, whether that's you know, referrals or uh, going to social or doing paid traffic. And then how do you test your message until it's razor sharp? And then we teach people, how do you convert those leads, if you will, into actual paying clients? And so we teach this really collaborative sort of heart-centered sales methodology for taking someone through a sales call or a strategy session. And actually in the book, we break down the whole uh, script line by line and really give you the exact words to say and teach you how to Um, land that in your business. And then my favorite part is the fourth part of the methodology, which is the T, which is transform, which is how do you structure your fulfillment in a way that actually gets your clients excited, turns them into raving fans, and then gets them referring more and more business to you so that you don't have to spend more sales and marketing attention and dollars getting people into the business. Your clients actually send it to you through referrals over and over and over again. And then I think that that's something that everybody really wants. So do do you feel that, I guess I haven't read the book yet. Um, I would like to get it. Uh, I'm actually, I'll I'll put it in my notes. So is it something that you feel that there's something in it? So say that somebody wants to be at that mark, you know, wants to be at that number a month, but they're not quite there yet. Is there still nuggets of information they can, sounds like there is nuggets of information they can put into play that's still going to help guide them toward that direction? A hundred percent. There's a lot. I'll share one right off the bat. So we talked about, I don't care if you're already making a hundred thousand dollars a month or more or not. 
everybody needs to constantly be asking themselves, who is my ideal target audience? Okay. Who do I want and who do I not want? And there's a simple question you can ask yourself right now to actually get some clarity on that. And it's this, if I could only get paid after my clients or customers got the results that I promised, what would need to be true about my clients or customers, my target prospects in order for me to do business with them? So then you list three to five characteristics. So I know ours, I've already said it on, on our conversation multiple times. Yeah. You, have to, you have to be a service-based business, okay? You have to have an offer that converts. You have to get results in your marketplace, meaning that your offer does what it says it does. And the last one I haven't said, but I've implied, which is you've got to have a growth mindset, which means that you're coachable. Otherwise we can't help you. So if you've got those four things, I can get you results with our methodologies. I'm confident in that. Um, so that, if you don't have clarity on your target market, that's one piece that I would start with. Then the next one is what is the, what's the best offer that you can give that market? Because you want to give them an offer that you know you can deliver results on. Um, and then, you know, let's focus on that one offer. And then if I skip all the way to the end, to the transform phase, this is why having one offer is so important. Your fulfillment has to be world-class. You have to over-deliver when someone actually signs up as a client or customer so that they're blown away. And in the book, I actually teach how do you script the first few instances, the first few interactions with your client or customer after they buy from you so they get to the big aha moment. Like, wow, this is really worth it. You know, like if you think about, and this is one of those cases where we know this well in the, in the Silicon Valley product world, but in the service world, no one was talking about this. It's this idea of first value and getting someone to first value. So, you know, when Facebook came out, uh, I think it was like adding five friends uh, and connecting with five friends was like the first time you got the aha moment. It was like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. Facebook's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, we, we use Slack, which is like a messaging app in our organization. And Slack knows that the minute you send 2000 messages, you're hooked. That's your aha moment. So what is that for your, for your coaching or your consulting or your service business? What is that? And let's script that out because if you can get a client to that point quickly and then ask them for a referral, chances are they're going to, they're going to give it to you because they're going to be blown away. They're going to get the value quickly. And so that whole concept is all what I call, you know, uh, fulfillment led marketing, not marketing led marketing, meaning it's your product that sells them on the experience and makes them want to refer. And if you can just do those things, narrow it on your target market, give an offer that you can do world-class fulfillment on. So it's simple then do good work after the sale and ask for a referral. Just those things alone. If you're not doing those things faithfully, you, you might be leaving up to 20, 30, 40, in some cases, 50% of your revenue on the table. And so that's kind of our playbook. Like that's our low hanging fruit for how do we get people results quickly? Uh, yeah. We just take them through those exact steps. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think, you know, if you're not getting referrals in your business, you need to ask yourself why. You know, that's yeah. a big thing. Like, why are people not shouting it from the rooftops? You know, if they've had a 100%. great experience. And, and, and in the book, we really walk through like, let's take, let's get everybody out of mystery. How do you do that? What, how do you deliver a great experience? We give you the a framework for fulfillment that will, you know, if you follow it, it's basically guarantees that you're going to give your clients a great experience. And that really tees up a good scenario for asking for referrals. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned something earlier that I do want to touch on real fast, but is that, you know, keep it simple. I think so often people try to overcomplicate everything and then they sit in there and planning phase and meeting phase for eternity <laughs> instead of yeah. 
throwing it out there, get it good enough, get the concept there, you know, know what it is, kind of put it out there and get the feedback. And honestly, you know, I have found that that is a way that also gets people in that mode to where they're not only respecting you because of the work you're doing, but they're respecting you because you're asking for their feedback on whatever new you have coming out. So, I mean, I think that is also a great way to not only simplify things and keep things out of planning mode for eternity, but also to get your customer, your client involved in decisions that help shape your business and the relationship that's involved there. A hundred percent. And and the way that we frame this up in our business and in the book, of course, is the rule number one is make everything about your client, what they want and how they can get it. And then just work really hard to give them that in advance of them ever buying from you so that when they get on a sales call, they're really excited. There's a lot of goodwill and trust. But also when you make everything about the client, who cares about you? Who cares if it's perfect or not? Does it get the client the result? And are you focused on them? And if it does, you know, do everything you can to focus on them, what they want, the results they want and how they can get it and just take yourself out of the equation. You're just facilitating that, uh, that bridge from where they are to where they want to be. And if you can do that with excellence, even like halfway excellence, you know, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to make a lot more money. You're going to make a lot more people happy. You're going to get results. You're going to get case studies, you know, really, it really spins the whole thing up, but you got to start with that mindset, you know, who am I serving and how do I make everything about them and what they actually want? Perfect. I love that. So can you tell everybody where they can find your book, where they can find out more about your coaching programs and what you do? Yeah, you can get the book at uh, tractionologybook.com. Really straightforward. And, uh, you know, the best way to learn more about uh, me and, and the services that our firm provides is just go to my website, joestolte.com. Last name is S-T-O-L-T-E. If you Google me, you'll find it pretty easily. Uh, or you can follow me on Instagram, Live. Uh, you know, we publish all kinds of free content and free trainings, videos and carousels that really goes deep into this stuff. So but we, we, we try to follow, uh, practice what we preach here by giving away our best stuff free to create value for you. And hopefully one day you'll raise your hand and be like, all right, uh, I'm ready to learn more and we want to go deeper with you guys. I love that. Perfect. And I really enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much. And make sure you check out joestolte.com for more information and make sure you get his book. I'll make sure that I'll put the link to the book, link to his Instagram and his website into the show notes. And again, thank you so much for being on today, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Great. Thanks.